In my line, my, my family's line, we're very sensitive to energies and vibrations and people's feelings. And I learned that this is normal. I am not schizophrenic. I am a normal person who has these lovely gifts where I can see energies, frequencies. Some people say I can see other spirit in spirit worlds or I can hear voices. And that's normal in my world. Hello, my name is Eleanor Gilbert and this is a community centre, community essence, 51 to 53 Castle Street, Stockport, Cheshire, SK3980. <laughs> is that what you want to hear? <laughs> Five and nine, it's a line, 59. A lot of people in the community have hearing voices issues. They know it, they don't know where to go, but we're created a place here that they can use this and in the area they're so excited about this community center community essence opening up for them because it's different than what the other centers are and we're putting all these lovely events on like entertainment singers dancing with people who hear voices and who don't hear voices what we do is, as a meeting place and as a, as a whole, we understand each other. So with my classes, I have police officers, nurses, GPs, uh, social workers, um, housewives, one-parent families, right across the spectrum. And we can help each other. So if the lady with dissociation identity disorder starts going, say, no, no, or shouting out, the other people are okay with her. They're not tutting or saying she's off her head or anything like that. They sympathise. And I think that's the big difference when somebody's un not unwell, but who hasn't really um, got to grips with something is shown it's okay to allow that voice or that personality to come through in a safe environment. When I found out about the Hearing Voices movement, it, I was ecstatic. And I was very honoured that they asked me to do a talk there. And I was really frightened as well. <laughs> At the time, I was really, really nervous. And the people that was there made me so welcome and at ease. And with that, I've met other people within the movement with their own stories. And their stories are very beneficial to other people because it's a knock-on effect about oh, there's somebody else like me. Oh, they did that to heal themselves or I find relief from that. My name is Paul Baker. I'm the social media coordinator of Intervoice and I've been involved in the Hearing Voices movement since 1988, so I've been around a long time. At its heart, the Hearing Voices movement is the social justice and human rights. It's looking to provide an identity for people who hear voices because it regards hearing voices as part of the diversity of being a human being. However, it acknowledges that some people have difficulties and problems with this experience. In fact, sometimes it's going to be overwhelming. From this premise, then, it's not so much the fact that you hear voices that's the issue, it's about your relationship with your voices. So this is an approach which has had a great impact and has led to the growth of a movement. So why a movement? Well, because it's not an institute or a programme or a manual. It's a way of people being with each other as human beings, exploring a way of thinking and being and trying to get that 
understanding of voices to have an impact on the way that society regards voices because we think if society changes its perception of voices then psychiatry will follow so right from the beginning maris and sandra you could argue were and they say of it of themselves we're kind of like the parents if you like of the hearing voices movement they are dutch and i think without them it's probably very unlikely that the hearing voices movement would ever have happened I'm Marius Romme and I've been doing research with hearing voices experience about uh, 30 years now and I was at the time full-time professor in psychiatry. I'm Sandra Escher and I work with Marius Romme for over 30 years. My training is a journalist but after that I started to do research. I got my PhD on research on 80 children hearing voices. The research started because of a patient hearing voices and she clearly wanted to know how she could uh, learn to cope with her voices. This first patient, she was called Patsy Hager and I uh, discovered in talking with her that I don't know anything about the hearing voices experience. She became bit by bit more suicidal and that's one way you have to do in my profession try to find a solution in risky situations so i asked another girl about her age if she wanted to talk with her about the voices and then they started to talk and that was very interesting because they talked about all kind of things i have never thought about it sounded strange but they could understand and uh, each other very well it was for them quite a recognizable way of uh, experiencing voices we went to someone who had a very popular talk show and marius and patsy talked with her and invited people to react and about 700 people reacted that for Holland is a, a lot. And so we learned that there were our people hearing voices who never become patients. And that became the interest because then changes total view because hearing voices was seen by psychiatry as a symptom of illness mostly identified with schizophrenia. And in the research we set up, it became clear that they have the same experience, only they can cope with it. So the experience is not the main problem as a kind of pathology, but it's the way you cope with it, or the failure to cope, or not being able to cope, that makes people ill and dysfunctional. We saw that exchanging information was very important to voice hearers, and there were also professionals who were interested in in the subject so we started to invite people to come and talk with us because we wanted to learn more and we needed their expertise and so that's how we started to have small groups in in our sitting room then we discovered that the background of hearing voices can be sexual problems accepting sexual identity but also traumatic experiences in childhood and that gives emotional problems if you like it or not they just there whole life long and if nobody does anything about it it just gives emotional problems and that's why it's important 
that divorcees are from the start involved and they are the ones who have to bring it forward. In the beginning it was important persons were Ron Coleman. When we met him, he was really still a patient. He hardly could talk. He was heavy on medication. And when he understood what was at the root of his voice hearing, because he had been sexually abused by a priest, and his girlfriend had committed suicide while she was pregnant, so very understandable, difficult emotions. When he understood the relation between those difficult emotions and the voices, he could develop and he started to organize things and became an entrepreneur. We decided that we should organize conferences, but always with professionals and voice hearers together. And I thought that by talking about their experience, they learned to understand their experience and they could take the power back. And I think that's the most important thing you can help someone do. Uh, my name is Robin, uh, Robin Timmers. I'm from the Netherlands. I'm 40 years old. I started hearing voices when I was 25 years old. At first, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how to cope with it and came into a psychological crisis. So isolation cells, forced medication, forced treatments. I swallowed more than one kilogram of antipsychotics, but the voices never went away. But fortunately, I found my own way of coping with the voices, and then later on, I rebuilt my life. And then in 2009, um, I started thinking about reassuming my study psychology. I studied psychology when I first heard voices, but I had to quit because of the crisis. And that year was also the first World Congress about hearing voices. And that's when I discovered that there's this possibility to work as an expert by experience. I never heard of that before. And now I am doing that so that it really changed my life a lot. Like hearing voices was one time my biggest problem. And then I learned to live with it. And now I use it as a strength to help other people, you know. In 2012, we opened uh, the Hearing Voices Support Center. Uh, in Nijmegen, uh, it's a big social work organization, and there we uh, individually support people throughout our region. And I've developed a, a course about hearing voices and recovery and emancipation, and we offer that in the whole of the Netherlands. The hearing voices approach and the hearing voices movement has had quite a big impact on the way that society thinks about voices and it's impacting on the way that services are being delivered in many countries across the world but there's a lot of work to do because we're up against a very powerful paradigm which is psychiatry which regards voices in essence as a symptom of a of a diagnosed illness uh, i think we have been very successful in assuring them that we're not kind of crazy people who want you know everybody to come off their medication but i think there is a concern that they would wish to hold on to the idea of the certainty of things like schizophrenia where we are very much about challenging these ideas and and we don't think that necessarily that schizophrenia is a valid diagnosis anymore and it might be very helpful if we got rid of it and really looked at what happened to people rather than finding out what's wrong with them Psychiatry is going through a change since the time I was uh, in a closed ward. It was in 2002. 
uh, with isolation cells and things are changing, the, the recovery movement has come. And it's actually uh, a change of power from the psychiatrists uh, to the people themselves. And uh, now in the Netherlands it's a special moment because for the first time uh, people from all kinds of approaches to hearing voices are at the same table making a kind of uh, official guideline. For the first time we're talking together and that's, that's really good. But, you know, changing something big as mental health care in a whole country, it probably takes 15 years. But I think and yeah, I hope and I think this will be um, an enduring change.